Hey, teacher leaders, it's Margaret. And Natalie. And today on the Paw Print Pause, we are going to speak with our friends from Grapevine Colleyville ISD about yes. what, Margaret? Sorry. <laughs> yes, our friends Carson and Taylor are with us to talk about their um, experience with transitioning to Canvas. So are you ready, Nat? Let's do it. All right, guys, we are here with Carson Jackson and Taylor. Can you please pronounce your last name? You don't want to try. <laughs> Butham Smith. Oh, wow. That was, worse, that was worse than I expected. Um, oh, it's Smith Botham. Oh, got it. I had him backwards. Awesome. Okay. Smith Botham. All right. Got it. We won't mess that up again. Yeah. So it's, I always tell people <laughs> it's ba like a sheep and thin like what I'd like to be. Bothan, Smith, yeah. Smith Bothan. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for clearing that up. So um, we want to jump right into it. We know you guys uh, are like carving time into your day just like we are. So we really, really appreciate having y'all here. Um, Margaret, do you want to get started? Yeah. So um, we are switching to Canvas and we know that you guys did a session um, when we were at TCEA all about your transition from Schoology to Canvas, kind of like what our district is about to do. Um, so we just kind of wanted to chat and see what you guys had to share. Yes. Yeah. The tech coaches got to go to your session. And I think so Taylor has transitioned from using Schoology as a teacher for a long time to then uh, Canvas in this role. And then Carson was part of the team that narrowed it down. They used to use a bunch of different things. Am I right, Carson? Correct. Yeah. So we had over like 10 tools that we were using, none of which were really um, implemented fully by the district. So we had Schoology, Moodle, uh, Google Classroom, all of the tools. And so yeah, during COVID, we, we had to choose one because it was just not sustainable to support them all. And that one was Canvas. Cool. Yeah, awesome. So why don't you guys start off by just giving us an intro because we're already like trying to jump into it. But we're like, we want to know a little bit about you. Let our, most of our listeners are internal people from Evaldi. So who are you? And give us a little bit about your background, both of you. Yeah, so my name is Carson Jackson. I um, got started in the Houston area as um, an English language arts coach, so I, or a teacher. So I um, taught juniors and seniors and did that for three years and then um, got my master's in instructional technology and school leadership and then moved up to the DFW area from Houston and got my job in Grapevine Colleyville ISD. And I'm going on my third year as a digital learning coach um, in this district. And I'm awesome. Taylor Smith Boffin. Um, I have a little more of a varied background. I'm actually born and raised in Minnesota. If you can't, you'll you'll pick up on a tiny bit of like Minnesotanisms. Um, <laughs> but there, I was a high school Spanish teacher uh, for a while, and now I this is my first year as an instructional technology coach. Made the move down to Texas in July, and I've just been loving it. It's been so great. Awesome. Oh, that's that's a, awesome. a terrible month to move to Texas in July. It's so hot. It's the dead of winter in Minnesota still. Okay. And we have actual spring here, which is great. I'm like, please yeah. enjoy the spring because you will absolutely <laughs> mm. die in, when July and August. <laughs> yeah, you last, Taylor. Excellent. <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right. So um, our first question is for Carson. So um, we talked about this a little bit, but can you please tell us a little bit about your journey towards adopting Canvas as your district's LMS? Like, how did y'all arrive at this as the best choice? And why was why did you find that it was so important or your team find that it was so important? 
Yeah. So like I was saying earlier, we kind of, um, we started as, we started in our district um, just with multiple LMSs. Um, so we are typically a district that gives our teachers a lot of choice in what they do and what they choose to use in their classroom. And as um, an instructional technology digital learning team, we, our team supports what they want to what they want to try and use in their classroom. Um, but through COVID, it really um, identified some gaps that we had, and we had um, over ten learning management systems. So we truly did have teachers using Google Classroom, Canvas, Oology, all of these different tools. Um, and it just wasn't sustainable for our team. So COVID kind of helped. We leveraged COVID a lot as we kind of chose to make the move with Canvas, but we did have Canvas prior to COVID. So um, we had some teachers using and piloting it, but it was not a district initiative to roll it out as our learning management system. But through COVID, um, we were able to make that decision and give our teachers, you know, the proper training and roll out a successful implementation plan with it. So. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. And so Taylor at TCA, you're, you came from a district that previously used Schoology, yes. right? So do you want to talk a little bit about the biggest uh, parts of the, like what the adjustments that you had to make were and maybe yeah. touch on some wins that Canvas offers? Absolutely. So I was a very faithful Schoology user. I mean, especially, I mean, even before COVID I was using it to facilitate and support my instruction every single day. Um, and I was like a Schoology cheerleader. And then I got this job and I all of a sudden had to switch to Canvas and I was very nervous about it. I had a lot of anxieties because it, you feel like you're having to unlearn everything you do and then relearn it in a new way. Um, and I will say it probably took me about maybe a week to feel really comfortable with Canvas. And part of my anxiety was that I was going from being a school user to having to be a Canvas coach and teach people how to use Canvas. So I felt like the pressure was on to do it well. Um, but I would say what I've loved about Canvas is it is, I think, a little bit more intuitive than Schoology can be, um, especially with just some of the user interface, some of the editing tools, like the rich content editor in Canvas, where you're actually going to be editing your work and your pages is a lot more robust than Schoology's from, from my experience. Mm -hmm. um, there's just more that you can do with it to make, make your materials on Canvas a little more visually appealing for your students. Um, but I would say that the single biggest shift for me was um, with home pages and with modules. So on Schoology, if you wanted to have like a banner or a welcome page, you had to do it in the announcements tab and you pin it to the top. I mean, we've, we've all done that. And then you make your clickable buttons um, and then it's folders underneath. Well, Canvas enables you to have a home page that when they click onto the home page, I mean, it can be a whole page with um, your buttons to get you to where they need to go for accessing content. They can have information about your course. Um, I've got an about me slideshow embedded in there. I've got a Google form embedded in there to connect with me. Um, you can have your daily agenda listed. I mean, there's just so many more options with that homepage. Um, and then the other shift was being able to teach and give content in a module format um, versus Schoology is really just folders. So um, I would create my own module paced lessons by on a Schoology, I don't even remember the terminology, a page, I think it was. Mm -hmm. um, 
I would have like a checklist of do this, 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 then this, and then end right. it with this activity. Right. Well, the issue with Schoology is I couldn't control the pace or the, the path that they had to take. They could just click around and do whatever. Whereas with Canvas, you can create a module where the students have to start with this and then move on to this. And mm -hmm. it just is, it feels a little better, but um, I would say overall, I have really learned to love Canvas. I think more than I love Schoology um, and, and it's exciting and it's new, but it's a, it's a fun, fun tool, fun platform to use. Yeah. I think my like running joke is always like, you get to have like a blank canvas when you're creating <laughs> yeah. things. And Natalie started hearing it. <laughs> no, but I think um, like the things you're saying are kind of what we're finding. I We keep telling teachers the big, because for us, our teachers were using Google Classroom before. You talked about Carson, that your teachers get a lot, they were previously getting a lot more choice in what the tools they used were. But again, during COVID, it was like, yeah, we can't do that because we're pretty small. So we have a lot of parents who have students in the same feeder pattern at different campuses. And it was really difficult to have different places. So um, we didn't have as much of the problem of like all these different things going on. It was just more um, what was going on in those platform or in that platform. Mm -hmm. But the the biggest transition for our teachers was from Google Classroom to Schoology. We keep telling them the transition from Schoology to Canvas, we don't think is going to be and doesn't seem to be as big of a hump because it's more about the language and the new workflows. Mm -hmm. But like Taylor, you mentioned about making those playlists um, like in your page, um, that's something that teachers are starting to realize like, okay, yeah, it's just like some improved workflows or mm -hmm. even one of the things that we appreciate a lot in the rich content editor is how you can actually link stuff from within your course. You don't have yes. to like go and pull the URL from an assignment on a mm -hmm. different tab. Like, um, which like not everybody is ready to do those things yet. And we're fully aware of that, but for the people that are ready to level it up and make learning more accessible, um, these are some really, really easy ways you can do that without having to be like, you know, no fancy tricks and workflows. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And also Taylor and I were um, earlier today at a middle school and we got some student feedback from a student. And we were just saying, you know, what do you like about Canvas? What, how are your teachers using it? Because although we do have an implementation plan and some standards for them to follow in Canvas, they also have choice within the platform. Freedom within fences is mm -hmm. what we like to say. Um, and so he was telling us like, you know, my social studies teacher uses a daily agenda my other teacher uses modules that are really organized. And so although there are different things, you know, happening across the district, teachers are still, they still have that autonomy to use it in the way that makes sense for their classroom, but still organized for their students, which impacts instruction, obviously. And, and yeah, I think I was going to add that the thing that I would want a teacher to know that's feeling anxious about transitioning is 90% of the things that you did in Schoology that you loved, you can do in Canvas almost the exact same way. I mean, you can use discussion boards, you can use quizzes, you can, I mean, there's so many of those things, but then there's even more. Right. Yeah. I, I, lo I love that you said that. And I yeah. think um, we we're starting our like LMS commit, like transition committees that we have a district one and then we've kind of broken out and done, we have some campus ones too, to kind of lead that transition at their campus. And last night we met with the high school teachers and um, that was something that we had a discussion about. Like they wanted to know, from my perspective, what I've learned so far, like they wanted me to be transparent about some of the wins and losses. And so we talked about um, communication is a big, a big tool improvement in Canvas that we're, we're appreciating and teachers are loving, like that there's a different app for the student parent and teacher experience. Like that alone 
was really cool to show them how different they look and how easy it is for people to communicate using the apps. Um, because most of our parents are going to use mobile devices to communicate. Um, and then the other thing that we were transparent about was um, assessments, because a lot, some of them got really good at making Schoology assessments. And I know Taylor, you talked about this at TCEA. So like Canvas has this, I mean, yeah, Canvas has quizzes, which is like assessments, but they aren't necessarily as, um, they don't have as many options at this time as we mm -hmm. had in Schoology. So we talked to teachers about that. We had a really good conversation about it. So I think for us, it's just about being transparent about what we know and letting teachers know that we're, we're in this with them, like we're learning with them and we are committed to finding solutions and connecting with people that have become experts in, mm -hmm. uh, in Canvas, especially. And yeah, like with any tool, there's pluses and minuses. I mean, there are things mm -hmm. that aren't yeah. great and it's just learning to adapt and to deal with that and knowing that, right. hey, I'm transitioning, it's going to be a little uncomfortable and leaning into that and just being okay with that. Right. Well, and I think, I think it, it's so much of like the growth mindset of like, okay, we did learn, we did learn Schoology. We learned all this terminology. We learned kind of like what we want to do with an LMS. But I think something that Canvas allows for is like that next step, mm -hmm. right? So like, how can we take instruction further using an LMS because of the, all the opportunities that Canvas gives? Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's kind of like the mindset we want to go into with our teachers, but what kind of, um, growth have you guys seen from your teachers in using Canvas? So at the beginning, um, of course, I mean, we, to be transparent, we did have some resistance. I mean, we had teachers yeah. that were, they loved using Google Classroom. They had it figured out and it was working for them. But exactly what you were saying is really about leveling up instruction and knowing how to do that. And one thing I always told teachers was there's a reason huge universities use Canvas. You know, there's a reason that these massive institutions that do full online programs are using a platform like Canvas, and that's because you can level up and differentiate in so many ways. That's so really one of the, yeah. what? I said, that's a really good point. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but one of the biggest areas of growth, I think that we've seen was, and one thing that we really tried to build, what we tried to do with our teachers was build a strong foundation of basics, because that's what you have to start out with in Canvas is, you know, if you don't know how to create a page, you're not going to create impactful instruction. So it's like building the basics first and doing one bite at a time, but also leveling that up with the people that are ready. So having, when you're thinking of your implementation plan, think through like, okay, if we, if we know we have a strong foundation, what is next? You know, how are we going to level up that instruction? And so the biggest areas that we focused on were, was that foundation. And that was district wide with every single teacher using it. It was like, even if you've been using it, we still want you to have the same knowledge that we've given everyone else. Um, and then we built we built on top of that to further um, how they were using it with students. I really appreciate that. I think that's um, that's that's important because we do have some teachers like that are dual credit teachers that teach at our local junior college and also teach high school courses using Schoology. So like helping them understand like we know you have experience with Canvas. Um, but the needs for K-12 are different. And also we need everybody on the same page in terms of what we're doing at the UCISD. Um, they keep using the word instance with Canvas and we are trying to figure out exactly what that means. But yeah, uh, but yeah in our instance. Yeah. <laughs> I think we keep trying to as institution. It. And I don't really know if that makes sense, but Great. Yeah, instance is an interesting word. <laughs> yeah, every time they say it, or like we'll, we'll say it. And we'll I'm like, to, like, I don't throw think... it in. Like, is that how they use it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's no, that was right. That, you did use it right. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> okay, good. So I'm curious, what is the um, lowest grade level that uses Canvas in your district? So currently it's 
fifth grade and next year we are piloting with fourth grade. Um, and the reason we have, kind, we did kind of a gradual release. So we rolled out officially sixth through 12th grade. And then we were using Seesaw for our younger grades. And we had teachers reaching out to us and they were just like, Seesaw is not meeting our need. But we had also at that time turned off Google Classroom. So it was a huge split between Seesaw and Canvas. And those platforms are significantly different. So we had a lot of um, fifth grade teachers reaching out like we need to level up our instruction. What what are our options? And we said Canvas is a great option. Um, So how could we use that with elementary, which was really a shift. And we were learning too, like, how do we, you know, we have our 12th grade classes that are very in depth and um, have a lot going on in them, but how do we simplify that for fifth grade? So we had um, one campus pilot at the fifth grade level. And then this year we completely rolled out with all fifth grade using Canvas. And then moving into next year, we have um, some fourth grade campuses piloting it for us. That's awesome. So we, we're doing that was something that we had kind of went back and forth on the committee um, when we were deciding between Seesaw, Canvas, Schoology, what we were going to do. Um, and it was really our, our third grade representatives and team from that campus that said like, you know, Seesaw doesn't, Seesaw's great. And I can see why the lower, you know, early elementary um, like campus it. wants it, but it's not, we already know because of the way we use Schoology, it's not going to meet our needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so second and third grade happen to be at the same campus. So we're going to roll out Canvas second through 12. Um, and then pre-K through one district-wide will use Seesaw. So I think that sounds like a really strong plan because Canvas is not secondary specific. I mean, th- that's just, I think we're definitely on the path of bringing it down um, mm-hmm. to those grade levels. Um but if you haven't, you, you have a really great opportunity to start off with that. And I mean, that just gets everybody on board right away. I appreciate Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And also the one other thing I love about Canvas is that they listen to their users and their community. Mm-hmm. And so um, although they were more of like an, a higher ed platform because of COVID and all of these things that have shed light on the need for a platform like this for K to 12, they listened to their users and they built out more of like the elementary templates that you see now. And they, you can turn on um, Canvas for elementary, which is, which was a newer feature, you know, a year ago. And so I think now you guys are at a great place to go ahead and roll it out and have, you know, have the entire district on the same page at one time. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah. that makes sense. I think like we feel that way, but it's nice to hear from people who have, who have already implemented and have seen the rollout and like, we all have a much bigger monster to tackle because your district is so big. Um, whereas like Margaret mentioned, our second, third and fourth grade, it, that's one campus for the most part. We have a, a separate academy and one removed, but for the most part, a lot of our students follow that same pattern. And anyway, it's just, it's nice to hear that we have, we have a, like, although it's going to be a task figuring out how to align it, it'll be worth it this way. I think it'll be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh God, I'm glad they didn't say, like, oh, no, 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 no. Don't do that. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. we, didn't, we didn't get the I feeling. Started, started <laughs> no. I think I should have, we should have just rolled out, you know, yeah. a little yeah. bit younger, but we just, it was a little nerve wracking. I think also we yeah, did. for sure. Especially with everything that's gone on the last two years too. And like, like we tried Schoology pre-K-12 first. Mm. So even if they oh, were resistant. Yeah. <laughs> like I think we'll be, I, we've got some work yeah. to do, but I think it's going to be worth it. Ultimately, like our goal is to, better serve our students. And so if it means streamlining things and making things more accessible and creating 
varied learning experiences in one place, you know, at least organize, organizing them in one place, I think that we can, we can overcome it. It's whatever it is. And I, like you said about resistance, like, um, we're always going to get that, but in our experience, and I'm sure y'all's too, like, nothing's perfect. We don't expect it to be perfect. Right. We just expect, um, open minds and like people to be transparent with us and let us know when they interact with, uh, when they come across, across an obstacle or they need help. Like we don't always have the answer, but we're willing to find them. Like we're pretty solution oriented and trying to yeah. find solutions. I think like, we keep saying like, we're learning this at the same time as you guys. Right. So kind of bear with us, be patient and we'll, we'll grow together. Yeah. But we're excited. I mean, I know we're techie, so it's like, we kind of get excited about stuff like that. Right. And I think the majority of our teachers do too. They, they're up for the challenge. Um, yeah, but so I think we're all leveraging that. Yeah. Like we're, we're techie, but we're techie because we, we appreciate the solutions we can find using technology. Mm -hmm. So I think whenever we take that perspective with people and say like, you know, this isn't just about like whether or not you like technology. This is about what our students need and it's about making things more accessible for them. So I think it's important um, for people to know too that for me, techie doesn't necessarily mean that I never have tech issues or I never have frustrations. Exactly. To me, techie is less of a skill and more of a mindset. Like I'm techie because I I know that I can find solutions and improvements through technology. Not that I have the answer Absolutely. every single time or that I exactly. never get frustrated. Yes, yeah. you nailed it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like finding solutions to problems or like kind of thinking through it. And Our listeners don't know that we all had audio issues connecting here. Yeah. <laughs> like really, yeah. we're not yeah. technically next to us that's not plugged into anything yeah. because we couldn't get it to work. <laughs> yes, yeah, like we're not, yeah. When people, you know, yes, every now and then we do, we're able to connect something appropriately or like I can help my, you know, family with something at, every now and then. I'll, mm -hmm. I'll take a look. Oh, I'll, I'll never know. But like the, most likely you're going to need to submit a help desk ticket because yes. like that right. type of technical thing. But like you said, it's just about finding solutions. So that's that's what we mean. We found ways yes. to, you know, create a user experience for students that's like mm -hmm. gonna best serve them. All right, let's move on to the next question because I think we could like I feel like we could go on and on. Um, how do you guys use Canvas at the district level to support teachers? So a lot of different ways. And I think we are still figuring this out, but one of the ways that we have really set us we've done across the district is set a high standard for the Canvas usage. And so that starts at from anywhere from, you know, our admin assistants putting in professional learning in Canvas, um, HR using Canvas as a professional learning platform through PLCs. It's a great place to hold all of your content. So we model that across the board. Um, but the biggest ways we model that is through curriculum and instruction. And of course, our team and then campuses, it filters down to the campus level. But I think that's one of the ways that we as a district had to set a standard and model what we wanted as our expectations. Yeah, I mean, my first day when I got hired, I this was just last summer, my new hire orientation was a module on campus that I had to go through. And, and so that was woven into the systems of GCISD. Um, and it just Love becomes part of our identity, part of who we are. We are Canvas users. And I mean, from the top to the bottom, beginning to end, that's what we do here. I really like that. Yeah, I think that we, we try to find ways to do it from our mm -hmm. area, like our department and the people that we connect with. But I think that you gave us some really good ideas about other um, 
departments and opportunities yeah, yeah that we need to connect with and the more bit. you use it the more i mean we we're a google district so we do everything in google um mm-hmm. so we have our drives we have our share our shared drives all of those things and sometimes it can be a little messy but i i'm very i'm an organized person um i'm very type a and you i are? shut up <laughs> <laughs> and i love the way that you can organize on canvas like from um a a class like we have our class of courses so like class of 22 class of 23 they organize their counselors organize all of the information they're giving to their students in canvas it's just a good way to keep yourself organized and i do think the more you see it and the more you see it modeled across the district it's it reiterates and reinforces right. that um, standard that we have for our teachers you're giving us so I many good that. ideas i know i'm like yes we need to do that yeah. um so you touched on this a little bit but what advice would you have for administrators as we transition? What's something that like you would suggest that they do I, or try? Don't do it. Don't do Canvas. Oh, wait, no. no I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> I knew you were joking. <laughs> I would say, I mean, really two things. Number one, you just have to lead with empathy and you have to understand that teaching has never been harder than it is right now. Um, it's never been more exhausting than it is right now. And when you do transition a system, you have to lead with empathy and know that it is going to be difficult at times and that's okay. And and I know I said this earlier, but you just have to lean into that difficulty and embrace it. Um, but then I was thinking too, I, I like to think of change with like four D's. So first you dream it, then you design it, then you deliver it, and then you demand it. And so for the dreaming, I'd say your your district leadership, your administrators, you need to decide across your systems, what is Canvas usage going to look like? What are the expectations in an ideal world five years from now? You know, what, what are we using Canvas for? And so that you have those clear expectations for teachers so that it's not just a place where they dump files for students to access asynchronously, but it's an instructional tool that's used in every single classroom. Um, and I know like us, we have a common homepage template that teachers don't have to use, but at a minimum, they need to use it so that we're at least meeting those expectations. Um, so that's you dream it. Once you've dreamt it, then you can actually design it and you can put together exactly what that's going to look like, create your processes, and then you deliver it. You've got to train your staff, you've got to coach them up, and you've got to make sure that they're equipped and that they have that capacity built to use the tool. And then once you've done all that, then you can demand it. And then you can start your observations and your and your feedback cycles. And if you see a teacher who's not using Canvas or not using it the way that you have laid out for them, you you know why. It's not it's not a skill issue because you've already There's no question about it's yeah. it's a compliance issue. And and so when you when you demand it and you build it into your systems and you model it in your PD and you're using it, then all of a sudden it becomes part of your campus culture. Yeah, um, we are about to embark that. on our like admin training series. And so don't be surprised if you hear us giving you credit all the time for telling us about your 4Ds because that is well, like genius. <laughs> and I would say too, you should definitely have like a campus course for like a canvas course for each campus, maybe it's or maybe a staff resource course across the district. Um, and then when you're delivering PD throughout the year, that should be delivered through Canvas because yeah, if that's the absolutely. expectation for teachers to use in their instruction, then that needs to be modeled by administrators as well. 
you are speaking our language. I love it. Taylor. I love it. I'm, we are on a Google meet listeners. So you guys can't see us, but all of us are like, just nodding, nodding along yeah. as he's like talking, like my head's like, like up amen. And down. Yeah. yeah. Preach. I'm glad you yes, can't see because but... we're in some really harsh lighting that's reflecting no, on my bad. bald spots. Like it's really bad. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Okay. Real quick. Just if you guys were starting with canvas, put yourself in the teacher's seat. What is one thing that you wish you had known right away or something that's like a huge time saver for teachers that you'd like to share? Hmm. I, I would say embrace it as a new tool, not as something where you're trying to recreate everything you did previously, um, because that will lead to some frustrations because they're, they are different platforms and if your one goal is to recreate what you did on Google Classroom or Schoology, it's, you're, it's not going to be successful because it is a different tool, but learn to use the tool and love the tool for what it is and then go from there. I like that. I think okay. I would say see what your colleagues are doing, like get in other people's courses, mm -hmm. like sit shoulder to shoulder, pull up your courses regardless of subject area and look and see how other people are organizing their courses and see how they're um, designing their pages and their quizzes and their discussion posts and just see because people think so differently and there are so many different ways that you can tackle one idea in Canvas. And so collaboration amongst colleagues, I think is key to leveling up your own Canvas success. And we do I love I mean, those answers. <laughs> even as a digital learning coach, when Taylor, you know, came to the district and he was kind of playing around in his sandbox course, I was like, wow, I'm the Canvas queen of this district and you are doing totally different things that I, I haven't seen before. And so it just, it gives you different ideas if you see what other people are so doing. So I've now crowned myself the Canvas queen. Oh, and, yeah. And, um, you know, we'll see. We we'll always... See. We like most of our week we're apart. And then on Fridays is when we have our office day where we get to connect. And we're the only two like digital uh, learning support people. And it's always interesting to see like what we've discovered and come up with and like how different our perspectives are. Because like I was a former secondary teacher and I support secondary teachers. She works, she's a former elementary teacher and supports elementary teachers. So like the lens that we look at things through is so different. Like I'm constantly looking through like, um, like talking GPA and like rankings and like making sure that like expectations and policies are very clear. And Margaret's looking more on like trying to get teachers excited so that we can get students excited. Like very we're trying mindsets. to improve, yeah. like we're trying to improve and secondary, our goals are very different. Like her goals are to get teachers to see the value in the LMS and like mm -hmm. setting students up for success and like front loading to kind of free yourself up in the classroom. We're like, I am trying to focus more with secondary teachers on like improving the accessibility experience for students online. Yeah. they're using it it's just about making it student-centered more student-centered yeah and, and i i think too to add on to that the communication and collaboration with your colleagues is so key like carson said but you also have to try and avoid comparing yourself to other people because we are all at different places with this and we have different skill sets and different aesthetics and things are going to look different and be used differently and that's okay i mean we're, we're, so long as everybody's moving forward with the same goals then you're doing the right thing. And awesome. that's why I think at the, sorry, I think at the district level, it's important to have a strong foundation and then you add on to it. So baseline, your homepage has to have these four things. 
If you want to add a Bitmoji Classroom, fabulous. If you want to keep it simple, also fabulous. You're still doing what you're supposed to do. And so I think making that clear to teachers is also very key. I love that. Awesome. Y'all are just Y'all are amazing. saving our We're, we're going to talk again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't be Around September <laughs> when we rolled this out. Okay, All right. If you had to choose one of us to talk to, who would it be? Yeah. Oh, get... no. Oh, <laughs> <me>. <laughs> yeah. Actually, y'all are about to answer this or that. So yes, <laughs> oh, God. we're not going to choose. Okay. So um, I got to be on Temple ISD. I was on a podcast with them earlier this week and they did a lightning round. And I was like, oh, that was fun. We've never done that with our guests. So um, we're going to do a this or that. So you guys have to tell us your choices. And okay. I didn't send them to you ahead of time on purpose. So okay. Let's so I'll do the first one. All right. Okay. Another serving of dinner or room for dessert? Another serving for dinner. Both. Room for dessert. Room for dessert. Mine would, well, while I'm pregnant, room for dessert. Oh, got it. <laughs> but I'm pregnant, I don't have as big of a sweet tooth. I'm always another serving kind of person. Like Savory, I, not yes, sweet. Yes, always. Yes. And my husband has a huge sweet tooth, so it's always funny. <laughs> All right. What's worse, laundry or dishes? Dishes. Laundry. You don't have to fold your dishes. You just put them away. Yeah, I don't. Laundry, it's like more steps. Way more steps <laughs> than dishes. I guess dishes because I, I'm like a messy dishwasher. So I was in up like my shirt's wet. And like I have to like set aside time. It's just more like ugh, involved. Anyway, uh, not chocolate. that I love either. <laughs> chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Definitely chocolate. <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> on a road trip, do you guys prefer to be the driver or the passenger? Passenger. Oh, really? You that's why you can drive me around everywhere. <laughs> oh, I guess. Um, definitely driver. I I mean, if I'm gonna like get in an accident, I want it to be at my own hands. I don't want somebody else in charge of that. That sounds like that's like Margaret Tarski. Right I know. I'm I'm the driver. I added family. that in because Margaret said recently that she drives everywhere. My husband does not. I don't I it's not that I don't trust him. <laughs> it's just she does I am a little bit I get closer, I get my little controlling, so it's just it's just easier if I drive. Yeah. Less problems. I'm like a worse driver so i'm just like well rick you can drive like yeah and you also multitask yeah now they'd be like oh i'm going to san antonio i can get ten thousand things done i have I'm a like, wi-fi hotspot in my car so that i can work <laughs> like, come on margaret says i have trouble unplugging but i do okay okay um it's a big one what is it? i don't understand this one <sighs> toilet paper when you hang it on the roll oh over or under <laughs> over over same. I only read toilet paper and I was like, what are you asking? <laughs> We're all on the same so page. About that. I don't ever understand when it's under. Okay. Wait, are there people that still do that? I, I don't know. We don't want to. Matthew, my husband, you don't worry about even putting it on a roll. So, oh, yeah, yes. that's very true. <laughs> that's exactly Your what my does it under. He just, he'll just set it on like whatever. Oh, oh yes. The bar. Mm -hmm. Classic man. Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Iced coffee or hot coffee? Ice. Ice. <laughs> we both had iced coffee this morning yeah. too. But you'll do either. You're I'll not like. Either. I'm just hot right now. She laughs at how I always do the same thing. Yeah, and Taylor's too poor, and he can't go to Starbucks, <laughs> <laughs> and he can't buy me Starbucks. He'll just bring a hot coffee from home. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm, I don't even I'm make. Still, like I, I said, I'm from Minnesota. I mean, that's, it's winter there six months out of the year, 
And I mean, it would be negative 30 degrees and I'd be walking into school in a blizzard with my iced coffee and yeah, always. <laughs> That's funny. I love iced coffee. Yeah. All right. Was it me? I don't know whose turn it is. It's you. Do you prefer calling or texting? It depends on who with. Yeah. And depends on what the discussion is. Yeah, Usually I'm, that's a hard one. I'm more of a texter or FaceTimer. I like to Ooh. FaceTime. I go yeah. in phases. Like sometimes I get really overloaded with texting and I just get tired of it. Yeah. But then sometimes when I'm on a phone call, I'm like, why am I doing this? We could have texted. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think you're, I th I'm, that's a hard one. I don't think I, I can pick. I would honestly, right now, I'd rather just call. I feel like texting, it's like, hi, hi, how are you? I just get to it. What do you need? We're always, I feel like we're always on different pages. Like, I'll call you and you'll be like, what's going on? And they'll start talking. And you're like, okay, like we're good. And I could tell, <laughs> okay. like, you're like, you could have wrap texted it, me. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Last one. Ooh, I know Natalie's answer. I'm going to guess Natalie's on this one. Yeah. Karaoke or dancing? <laughs> I feel like there's a story there, but <laughs> I guess mine. I don't like neither. <laughs> neither. Natalie. He's, he's guessing hers. Oh, she said yeah. guess mine. I think it would. I mean, I guess it would be dancing. I would be mortified to do karaoke with him. <laughs> um, okay, I'm a I'm a former professional opera singer, so I. But okay, fun fact: because of that, I'm awful at karaoke. Because for me, oh. like I I did it professionally, not karaoke. It's too informal. It's too informal. I'm like, yeah. I didn't get to practice. I don't know the key. I don't know. I haven't practiced the tempo. Like, so I. But I would say karaoke. Yeah, so I um, social media stalked y'all before this, and so that's why oh. I threw that in there because I oh, saw yeah. Taylor was singing the national anthem oh at gosh. school or something. You but didn't even tell me that. Sorry. She would be karaoke because I'm a bad dancer, and she would be a dancer. She would I'm, dance because I don't. I, oh, yeah, she's a former cheerleader. Why do you bring that up too much? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I like to bring it up because she gets she brings so it, and she mad. brings up every chance she gets. <laughs> like that's enough. I love it. We're, 15 years out of high school. I did the math. <laughs> we went to high school together and I did the math during the during the meeting that the other day. Awful. She just wrote it down. I wrote it down and she was like, Why are you doing that? <laughs> she just like wrote down a number. I'm like, what? She's like, years since we graduated. I was like, why are you ruining my day? Yeah, those are not things that you should think about. No, no it was stupid. It was stupid. Not. Well, Taylor and Carson, y'all gave us so much insight. And I think our teachers are really gonna appreciate <clears throat> all of the things you had to share. So Thank you. And do not be surprised if you get another email request for either an episode or just maybe even a chance to connect yes. to talk through some stuff if we run into some snags, which I'm sure we will. We will. Absolutely. But Let us know been if we go viral or something. That'd be great. Oh, okay. my goodness. <laughs> you will be the first to know. How you're not already viral, I don't know. Right. We <laughs> yeah, <are>. right. <laughs> oh, my oh, gosh. My gosh. That's Thank y'all so Thank much. You. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. Time for a few quick Evaldi CISD updates. Teachers and staff, don't forget that we have a PL party tomorrow, April 2nd, from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. There's sessions starting, starting every hour um, for those four hours in the morning, opportunity to earn flex credit. Um, another opportunity for flex is our online self-paced PD. Um, we have over 30 hours at ucisd.net slash professional learning. Yeah, be sure, remember that when you do those professional learning courses, self-paced, that it does take time for us to go in and review them. So once you submit your work, Give us a little bit of time to go in and review those 
um, so that we can then issue your credit out on Edge Euphoria. Um, we also have an update about Canvas and Seesaw. You should have received an update that Canvas and Seesaw accounts have been created so that you can start learning to get ready for next school year. Um, if you didn't receive uh, an email about those, then please email helpdesk at uvaldecisd.net and request an account or find out what you need to do to log in. Um, but go and check your email for those for sure. Um, and also, your last day for Flex, um, to turn in Flex, is May 13th. So make sure you have your certificates um, uploaded and your Flex eligible stuff um, ready to go. Um, any questions, ask Rose Lee. Yep. She is the queen of Flex Hours and Edgephoria. So. Yes, love Rose. Um, also, in better news, um, registration is open. I know y'all are not ready to talk about next school year, but um, we got to get it on the calendar and get y'all to mark your calendars. Um, so registration for our summer PL event, this is our third annual one. So this is the third year in a row we've done this. And it's going to be like a hybrid event this year. And the theme is safari. So we're super excited. The dates will be August 1st and 2nd, which are the two days before we come back. So you'll have a little bit of a chance to ease back into work. Um, and you can find all the info on the summer PL uh, event at ucisd.me slash capital U, capital S for Safari, and then 22, USafari22. Awesome. Um, and then also in other news, um, this will be my last episode, Nat. I'm going on maternity leave. Um, I have one more week of work, and then I'm gone. So. Yeah. so this is probably your last episode. This is your last episode for this season. Yes. We'll see you next school year for sure. Yes. Um, so if stuff comes up that y'all need help with, um, and Margaret's not responding. There's a reason she's taking care of a little baby. So, um, you can always, uh, contact me. I'll be taking the, bearing the load of like digital learning stuff, but our entire team is available mm -hmm. to help you. So please use your resources and get the help that you need, especially if, if you run into these barriers as we're transitioning, it's important that we're all on the same page and we're trying to find solutions for each other. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we've got. Y'all have a great weekend and we'll see you soon. Bye. Okay, All you right. take it. Got it. Y'all are awesome. I think you use the microphone. Absolutely. <laughs>